Welcome to Life's a Beach. I'm Bruce Hopkins, better known as Hoppo from Bondi Rescue. Each week I'll be sharing some stories, the good, the bad and everything in between. I'll be chatting to guests about their life experiences and giving our listeners an insight to the challenges we have faced in our lives. We'll share a few jokes and some banter along the way and hopefully our experiences will resonate with you. As the saying goes, while life's a beach, it can also be a bitch. Hi everyone, we're back from our summer break and I'm now out of lockdown. For our first show of the year, I'm joined by Aussie rock legend Shannon Knoll, plus Reedy is dropping in for some beach banner. This is Life's a Beach. Okay, I'm quite excited today. We've got a, a special guest in the uh, beach shack, Shannon Knoll. Knollsie, how are you, mate? Hey, buddy. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Oh, it's good to see you. Ah, you too. Mate, just starting, you've got a, uh, a new song out called Wonderful. You've just released it. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, mate. We released it towards the end of last year. Um, it's a bit of a tribute, I reckon, to the older school sort of big power ballads. Uh, I've always been a fan of that of that uh, style of music. I think a lot of the big bands like oh, Bon Jovi and Skid Row and stuff like that, mm. you know, they're mainly remembered for their big power ballads. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I love a power ballad, mate. So it's, it's been a long time since I've done one too. I was probably lonely was the last one before that, which is a good right. decade ago. So, yeah, it's a, it's a nice bit of a song. It's really enjoyable writing it and, and it's great fun to play too, mm. which is terrific. How long does it take to um, write something like that? Is it, sometimes is it quicker than writing yeah. songs than others or it just oh, comes yeah. to you? Yeah, mate, definitely. Sometimes you can – like normally you aim at a, at a four-hour writing session, depending on who you got in there and, and what yeah. the story is, you know, because the sort of rule of thumb is uh, if you haven't got it in four hours, you're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot of times, but you'll get three quarters of the song done then you pop back in again and finish it off. Right. But normally you can get the basis of it down, not, not necessarily recorded, but you can get the bones of the idea down. Yep. Then obviously the producer can play with it and add some guitar parts or bass parts or keys or whatever, drum fills and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And then you come back in and, and you put another vocal on it and then, then you can do all your harmonies mm. after that and you can tweak the, ly- tweak the lyrics uh, that, that second time around too. Right. So yeah, a little bit of fine-tuning here and there, mate, but um, it's always it's always nice to be able to come back and revisit it. You get a yep. bit of time to sleep on it and you might um, change a couple of things when you come back in. So, yep. you know, it co- to probably two sessions most times. Right. So. To, to hone it down, you know. Oh, that's pretty good. It's yeah. um, you know, that's something I've oh, obviously I can't sing or play one bit of music, <laughs> you know, so I've got no idea. Yeah. Um, but with performing, yeah, you've done it for that many years now. Mm. But you still get nervous. Like I know when I race in in, in competition, yeah. it doesn't matter how fit you are or how good you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah still yeah, that yeah. bit of nervous. Oh yeah, of course, mate. I get anxious sort of energy. I sort of yeah. want to. Uh, I get to a point where I've warmed up. I'm ready to go, so I just want to go on. I just want to get on, you know what I mean? I think to, to try and get that little bit of half a song nerves out of the system too, and once, you, once you're through that half a song, then you settle right in and you're in the moment, you know. I think there was a massive superstar there for years. He used to do the first three songs with his back to the crowd. Right, yeah. Until he got in the moment, you know, yeah, until yeah. he got felt comfortable. Yeah. So it is a little bit of that because you don't know how the crowd's going to react. Mm. You don't know what sort of crowd it's going to be, you know. Yep. Sometimes they're in it right, they're into it right from the get-go and, other times takes a bit of a bit of getting going, and other times, especially during this COVID time, they they sort of been you know, pretty much muzzled. You're not allowed to sing, you're not allowed to clap, you're not allowed to show any appreciation whatsoever. <laughs> so it's pretty hard to get a gauge on how they're all travelling, you know. But because uh, I want, you know, the ultimate goal is to have everyone enjoy the experience and and uh, and walk away with uh, with positive vibes from it, you know. 
Well, what with COVID, I mean, how's that affected your music in, in, in the industry? You know, it's oh, pretty much just stopped. Yeah, it's just crippled it, mate. Absolutely. I sort of lost 50 gigs by about eight, mid April last year. Right. I had the whole year booked out, and I'd, I'll normally do probably 80, uh, 80 to 100 gigs a year most times. Yeah. So we, we lost this, the whole three quarters of last year and sort of a lot of stuff from last year has been moved over to this year, postponed till this year. So it's sort of – it's like Groundhog Day a little bit. This The whole year's looking the same as last year, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except, except uh, I'm just hoping this year goes ahead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's been obviously tough for, for everybody involved, mate, not just, not just people – uh, in my situation, we're talking about, you know, sound guys, lighting guys, mm. you know, stage techs, you know, security guards, you know, venue venue agents, all that sort of thing. So there's a great amount of people that have been affected by it, you know, yeah. more or less had their income taken away. And with a lot of the guys like the soundies and that sort of stuff there, a lot of them guys are working gig to gig. They're just doing – they get a, a wage for that gig, you know, and all of a sudden you take that away and they haven't got uh, a lot to sort of um, – to keep them mm. afloat, so it's it's been really difficult for for everyone involved, I think. But you know, I mean, it's been really difficult difficult for the majority of the population. Yeah. You know, with this whole thing, a lot of people haven't been able to get to work. You've got cafes and all that sort of stuff. You know, so people are uh, are really being put through the ringer, mate. Mm. So I'm just hoping that we can we can work out a better way to to move forward with you know the way it is now. They get a you know case in bloody. A state and they want to shut the whole state right, down. Yeah, one person, like, yeah. yeah so I'm sort down. of I can't see any. You know, longevity and that sort of thing happening because I think we're just going to have to learn to live with it a little bit. I, I, but I'm no doctor. I wouldn't know, mate. But yeah. um, hopefully we can all get back to work soon and, yeah. and uh, you know, keep doing what we do. Well, I've noticed the beach. It's, um, you know, we we don't have any international tourists this year. Yeah, in Bondi, yeah. It's, it's, it's packed, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. We're probably down 50% on crowds because yeah, there's yeah, no international. Yeah. We can see the effect there. I mean, we're lucky that, that there's still people going to the beach. There's still yeah. people to be rescued. You know, we still mm. rescue probably sixty five percent are Australian born and, and yeah, from right. Australia. So yep, yep. that keeps us in a job. But yep. you know, as you said, the all the shops and, and everything yeah. you see, they're really struggling. There's not oh. as many people around and yeah, it's tough. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, you know, I, I sort of small business has, has really taken a pounding from it, you know what I mean? Just just uh put all your money into a into your dream, I suppose, and, and then you're not allowed to open. It's been really tough, you know. I, I, my, my biggest concern about the whole thing is the, is the effect it's going to have on mental health, mate, I think. Yep. You know, one massive thing that never gets mentioned on the news is, is the, you know, suicide rates have skyrocketed. Yep. Depression skyrocketed, all this sort of, all this stuff, mental health stuff that no one ever seems to talk about. I think it's probably killed, you know, five times more people than the pandemic itself. So yep. I think we need to start addressing... Um, things like that, like lockdown as well, you know, I, I just sort of, I don't know how people do it, you know, just mm. locked in a room sort of thing. But it's obviously, you know, the the advised uh, health professionals way yeah. of doing things, you know, which which is, you know, obviously their job and that, you know, but I think we just got to start addressing the elephant in the room a little bit and and, uh, th- and that's the effect that's happening on, uh, having on people's uh, mental health. Yeah, I agree. It's um, something I think we should start, you know, speaking out about and talking about. We always mm. seem to... Push mental health and su- especially suicide. Yeah. No one wants to talk about it and push no. it to the side. And I mean, we cover the gap at uh, Bondi, and yep. you're right. Yeah, our calls up there have increased. Yep. You know, due to, to COVID, people getting yep. locked away and in, absolutely, you know, they, yeah. they can't deal with it, losing their their jobs and yeah. There's a lot of stress out there at the moment. Oh, massive amounts, mate. You know, um, it's it's a really worrying trend that's happening with it. And I, I, like I said, I think it's something that. That we need to be more vocal about, you know. I think you know mo- nearly everybody that you could ask, 
walking down the street would have been touched by yeah. suicidal depression in some way yeah. or know someone or a family member or something like that. So, you know, I, I think at, at the very least it would be nice to start hearing some concern for it in the news instead yeah. of just COVID, COVID, COVID all the time because, yeah. you know, that's all you ever hear about. But you don't hear about these other things that are getting progressively worse because of it, you know. So I think it would be nice if the, you know, people on the – on the telly started to acknowledging yep. a little bit more. I mean, especially with our return servicemen, mate, it's yep. an absolute – it is a pandemic with them them guys because, like, there's more guys uh, – more return servicemen have died from suicide than yep. ever got killed in in, in Iraq, you know. Yep. So when that's – you're getting numbers like that, there's something drastically wrong and I think we, we've got to start working out a way to address it. I don't, yep. I don't know about medication. I don't know – I've heard a lot of horror stories about people getting worse on medication or yep. they have a tiny bit too much. Yep. It puts them over the edge, so I, I don't know if that's if that's the way forward. I think the best way forward is probably just to just to work out a way to approach it and yep. work out a way to be comfortable to talk about it and yep. and work out a way to to not sort of ignore the signs that yep. that you know after the fact a lot of people go oh well you know what that's right I do remember them acting in in a certain way that yep. I should have read the signs you yep. know and I think yep. we've got to have them signs probably explained to us a bit better and. And uh, educate a bit more so we can maybe save some people yeah. by picking up on those signs before they get to the point where they feel that they've got nowhere to turn. Yeah, that's right. There's just trigger points that – Absolutely. And yeah. like us, they say – because we deal with the, the body retrievals. Yeah, yeah. And wow. at the time you could go, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. That's right, yeah. But they yeah. say, you know, 10 years, 20 yeah. years' time, yep. something could trigger it. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And brings it back to that, and that's when you have the, the massive issues. Yeah. And we've got guys coming in now. Yeah, post-traumatic yeah. stress. And mm. we, we've got people in now that – so we train physically, obviously, to be physically fit with your body to go out and rescue someone and yeah, bring them in. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I've always thought, let's do something mentally. So now we're trying to get people in training mentally to prepare yeah. when we do have to get a body retrieval. So maybe that's something we need to push – through the whole community is oh absolutely yeah know, yeah tra- training up for when we're going to get some tragedy which we're all going to have at some stage we'll have our, our ups and downs in life oh mate absolutely you know at the very least I reckon that you the, there could be an ad campaign run just just to educate people on the signs to look for mm. you know a lot of people sort of withdraw and pull back from from co- other people's company and, yeah. And uh, sort of make themselves an island a little bit, you know what I mean? I mean, just some stuff on picking up on that and, mm. and maybe reading the signs before, before you know, it's too late and yeah. then just how to approach it because you can sort of um, realise somebody's slipping into, mm. into, a, into a sort of dark mental place, but what do you do? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have a clue what to, yeah. what to how to approach that or what to say or what to do. Or, you know, I think if we maybe could educate people a little bit Yep. From a from a professional point of view, how they would how they would uh, handle it, you know, it might just might just help people be able to accept that it's okay to talk about and yeah. and communicate about, and then um, and then how to obviously approach the the, the subject of yeah. trying to help someone. Maybe because I think at the moment people get embarrassed to, to they do yeah to tell people that oh I've got a, a problem or yeah whatever it is, and I yeah. think they hide it. And yeah, you're hundred yeah. percent correct. It's, we need to get that out there. Yeah, so people don't. That it becomes a norm to tell someone, look, I'm a bit down today. Yeah, I've got an absolutely. issue going on yeah, at, yeah. at home or, yep. or or work or whatever it is, yep. you know. And I I think, like from the from the individual's perspective, to to talk about it is 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 obviously really really hard. But it's also really really hard to, from an, uh, another person's perspective, if they're picking up on somebody's uh, sort of behaviour, it's hard to say like, hey man, like are you all right? And everyone's yeah, of course I am, you yeah. know. 
Yeah. It's a sort of protection mechanism yep. to cover you from having to be honest with it, I suppose. Because yeah, you yeah. feel by if you if you do say, No, I'm not feeling real really good, it's like you're losing or something, yeah. you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Or something like that. Or it's not it's not, you know, it's showing weakness or something. I don't I don't know, yeah. but but it's definitely there's better ways of, of um, doing and, and yeah. it wouldn't hurt just to, to have a bit of, you know, input from the from yeah. the government or something yeah. like that to do stuff like that to try and help people cope with this yeah. sort of thing, you know? Definitely, because and the problem is the young kids and I see down the beach is social media these mm. days. So everyone that posts something looks like their life is fantastic, yeah, you know. And, and if yeah. you've got something going on, that you look at all these other stuff and think, "Geez, I'm, I'm I am a loser. I'm, I'm at the rock yeah, bottom yeah, here." Yeah, that's right. You know, yep. You've seen everyone, but it's all fake. It's not yeah. the, the, half the people their lives that they're put posting up is nowhere near what it, what it shows. No, absolutely. And mate, you know, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there today. You know. Um, I think there's a certain amount of blame should go to the, the music industry in a way. You know, you, you've got some of this the most crudest stuff I've ever heard of. Like I used to think Kevin Bloody Wilson was pretty, yeah. pretty uh, rude when <laughs> Rodney Rude. You know, yeah, yeah, but some yeah. of the stuff these young rappers and that are coming out with, and you got uh, you know twelve year old girls, you know, doing <laughs> sort of doing videos and that with yeah. their you know their bits hanging out and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And I I just go like, my God, you know, like it's it's pretty pretty crazy just to to get. You know, and then it's stoked with so many likes or whatever. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, from random strangers. So, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff that's that's sort of a bit troubling out yeah. there at the moment. You know what I mean? But anyway, well, there is, and, and those young kids are looking up to the you know, like yourself, yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. all these music artists. And, yeah, you know, then they're they're basically what you guys are putting out is what yeah. they then respect. It, it and, becomes and, a, and it becomes an acceptable sort of norm. You know what yeah. I mean? Of behaviour, yeah. I think. You know, and and like you know, you got. Um, like I, I grew up looking up to rock stars, you know, Jimmy yeah. Barnes and blokes yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, Scum yeah. and Vodka and that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. You don't go, you don't get away with that sort of stuff no, anymore. No, no. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, uh, in saying that too, you know, there's no some of the stuff that comes out of these young rap, young female rappers' mouths is, is crikey, it's yeah. fifty times worse than yeah. than half the stuff that you know you get you get castigated in the press with sometimes, yeah. you know. So. I think it's sort of it feels like there's uh, different rules apply for different right. scenarios, which is which is not a great way of sort of moving forward. I yeah. don't think because it sort of it's se- it segregates people and puts people in different categories. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's sort of a little bit a little bit scary because yeah. the people get on there too just to be nasty in that as well and make yep. themselves feel good. And, and I don't sort of I definitely don't agree with it. And don't quite understand it, but. Yeah. I do. I can scroll through you know, twenty positive comments and then one bad one yep. that ruins me day. You know, yeah. so it's sort of I just, it, which is hard. I think it's just human nature. You sort of dwell on the negative a little bit when you should be maybe praising the positive. I suppose you know, but but it is uh, it is set up that way that it gives people give people like that a voice. You know, yep. so it's there's a lot to. I think we're in early stages of all this social yep. media stuff. You know, it hasn't been around long, and I think in, in moving forward there'll be uh, a lot more rules and regulations and accountability is the big yep. one. You know, I think especially if somebody, for argument's sake, you know, takes their own life because they got bullied on social mm. media. I, I, like, why shouldn't then people or the people who created that platform be um, be, li- be, be liable yeah. for that, yeah. be accountable yeah. for yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like they all wash their hands of it and go like, they're all making billions yeah. and then when anything bad happens on there, they just wash their hands of it and blame yeah. other people. Like they create, without that platform being created, that would have never happened. So yeah. they should have some accountability and throw a bit of their wealth around and try and combat this epidemics things that's happening with yeah. this sort of stuff and, and bullying and cyberbullying and that yeah. sort of stuff because kids just can't get away, get away from it these no. days. You know, it used yeah. to be bad enough when it was at school but – 
now it follows them home and, and you know, they're in their room and they're surrounded by it 24-7. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's great for them to be making all this money, but I yeah. think they should uh, be obligated by law, I reckon, to try and handle their shit, if yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, I agree, and, yeah. and set it up in a way that kids are protected and people aren't left exposed and people are also held accountable like, you know, you can, on hearsay, you say someone, get, you can get in trouble, oh, he said this, when no one's actually heard you say yeah, it, but yeah. somebody, somebody's just alleged you say it, and you can get arrested for stuff like that, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Yet these people are posting comments on, which is which is out there forever, yeah. uh, for everyone to see, and, and, and they, they're not held accountable for it, which yeah. just dumbfounds me, I can't, I can't keep my mind around it. Yeah, I, I don't understand how the, the hasn't been legislated, yeah, in absolutely. Law, yeah, if you're accountable yeah. and, and yeah. you have to, you know, you're, you're liable for your comments or yeah. responsible at, at the very least, you know what I mean? But, I, you know, hopefully in moving forward there'll be, you know, regulations and stuff like that put in place. I think it's just very early in the day and we're all sort of, it's new. It's a new world for yeah. everyone yeah. with that sort of thing and and uh, it's going to take us a while to teething problems, I suppose. You can only hope, but I definitely think something's got to be done yeah. about it because it's just <laughs> rampant at the moment. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, well, like you and I, you got followers and people yeah. looked up to us for, you know, with Bondi Rescue, with Absolutely. me and the TV yeah, show, yeah. you as, yeah. a, as a, you know, basically a you know, rock star. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'd love to be a rock star, yeah. but I'm never going to get there, mate. Yeah, it's not the same as it used to be, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been better in the 60s, 70s, mm. I reckon. Uh, yeah, I think this, this day and age yeah, is yeah. nowhere near the same. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably be dead by now, though. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> but how mm. – I mean, you seem quite resilient. You said that, you know, people – Obviously, you get the people that, that give you the bad feedback yeah, and, and, yep. and, you know, they hide behind social media or, or whatever yeah, platform yeah, yeah. that they do. Yep. You know? But you, how do you – you said that, you know, it upsets you. It could be – your day could be not yeah. – But how do you get through that and, 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 you know, get to the next stage? Oh, mate, well, a lot of the times with things that have happened to me over the years, like I'm, I'm quite content with it all because I actually knew what happened, not, not how it was represented in yep. the media mainly. Yep. Which is a di- another whole, you know, whole subject of disappointment in in things not being portrayed the yeah. way they actually happen. I've got no problem taking on the chin and, and owning up to whatever uh, you know I've done to to put myself in that situation. Mm. But it's a bit frustrating when you know something's completely made out incorrectly. You know, the details of it to yeah. to obviously you know have more impact with the story. You know, yeah. To, yeah. to to reach more ears. So you know, the biggest thing with all them sorts of things, I don't give them a second thought because I actually know what happened and I regret the parts that I yep. should regret where I was in the wrong and, and there's been, you know, I'm not saying I was never in the wrong, don't worry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to admit them and yeah. take them on the chin but yeah. but uh, the way a lot of it's been portrayed was, was completely farcical, yep. to be honest. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. I know where you're coming from because I was in a similar... With um, one night, I you know, too much to drink, decided well, I'll drive my car down the road, which mm. was dead. So I was only going probably from, from one end of Bondi to the other. Stupid, yeah. stupid decision. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I co- copped that on the chin. Yeah. But the way they wrote it is like, yeah. I really killed 10 people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you're on the other, wrong side of the road. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even that at all. It just no. got pulled over the side. That was yep. it, you know. Yeah, and, no, and, that's yeah, it's ex- just ridiculous on how they, they oh, portray mate, stuff. Absolutely. Like I, I think I was watching one show about the can throwing inc- uh, incident and, and uh, the the presenter said, oh, you know, Shannon and I went on a rant, which I did. A hell of a rant, by the way. <laughs> but I don't regret it one bit because yeah. the bloke nearly killed me with a can and yeah. that wasn't just the one. The, yeah, thing, yeah. the thing that annoyed me, the presenter went, Oh, the, the uh, entertainment journal went, oh, Shannon and I went on a rant after a can was thrown. And I think the presenter went, oh, I think it was more than one, wasn't it? And he went, no, 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 it was just one. And I yeah, went, yeah. you. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's what 
aggravated me because yeah. there was like well I'd asked them to stop six times and we counted 35 cans on stage yeah, after yeah, the show yeah, and my yeah. bass player got hit with an empty bottle of rum before we even started yeah. and and it was the venue's responsibility to protect us or yeah. or if I'd have walked off like anybody else would have in yeah. the music industry that would have bankrupted the event they would yeah. have, they would have probably rioted the yeah, way yeah, they were yeah, going on yeah. So we, for the betterment of the of the event, we stayed out yeah. there and put up with it. And then, yeah. you know, then enough was enough. And I just looked up and one come, yeah. was whizzing past my eyelid, missed me by about, yeah. you know, a millimetre. So I just, it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. I, I went, that yeah. would have killed me. Yeah. My wife pregnant, was pregnant at the time with our new little fella and unborn baby. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, that could have yeah, killed yeah, me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I just went, you've. Yeah. And lost and got a bit cranky, yeah. you know, well, which I think I think people can understand. Yes, when I was getting enough. hammered in the press, I said, "Well, I bet I'll go and get a cart and stand over there and just start throwing them at you." Or you're yeah, yeah, that's to, right. Well, you're trying to do the news. Yeah, 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 that's right. So yeah, you go with it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, well, it's like us at the beach. The same thing is people don't see that. Like I've had times I've been there with a resuscitation, so I've got mm. someone dead in front of me. Yep. I'm trying to revive them, get yep. them back to life. Yep, and you got. We call it the ring of death. People just tend to want to. Yeah, any tragedy, they want to people see want to come Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like a pub fight. Everyone That's goes right. out yeah, and watch. Yeah, everyone mm. goes and watch. Yeah. Anyway, they're all there. Mate, I had guys pushing me in the back. I'm trying to do compressions, putting me, and then start spitting at us. You know, and you're and, kidding. And you're going, well, you blow what? up, and then what yeah. happens is people go, oh. Well, you, you yeah, know, yeah, said, well, yeah. Mate, I've got someone yeah, that's right. dead in front you're of me. The I'm bad trying to guy. revive him. I'm yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> but you're um, spitting on me. Like, yeah, unbelievable, yeah, yeah. isn't it? But, no, but nobody ever hears that. No, they don't no, hear Even that. if they you told them that. that, they go, oh, yeah, of course, covering your tracks now, you know what I mean? But yeah. they're would yeah. they just going, no, no, you're a, you're a wanker for blowing up, you know that's what I mean? That's right, yeah. Because it's always two sides of the story, eh, mate, you know? And that's like me with mine. I copped the 14 months of not being able to drive. Yep. But I and even in there, they they gave me probably should have got six months. Any other person yeah. would have got six months, but <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he yeah. goes, oh, but people look up to you and this and that. Yeah, and, and yeah, everything. So, yeah. So I get I get double yeah. to the normal normal thing. Yeah, so yeah. Which, people which don't is, see the other side. No, no, absolutely. In the in the um, public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how much right. more pressure and how much yep. goes on, and and people don't see the full full story. No, either. that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's, it's sort of it's more outrageous the 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 scenario they can make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they don't even care about nah. making it up or anything. There's just there's it's just all about there's clicks. Just, yeah, yeah. How many people read bait. it and yeah. click it? Yeah, yeah. But so. they just put anything in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Anyway, on a uh, on another note, I've, I've recently got married. To, yes. Uh, to Karen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. to the various. Uh, but the thing is, mate, it's my third time. So and I've seen. Third time you, lucky, mate. Yeah, you proposed <laughs> to your wife again, and yeah, and tell yeah. us a bit about that, and and mate, if if you got any tips, to, you seem to be, <laughs> be going very well. You seem to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I'm I, I, I just, I'm the I'm the uh, fourth child, mate. Oh, the fifth child, fourth child. I don't worry about fifth child. Sorry. So uh, no, um, yeah, my wife and I and the family, we always love going to Hamilton Island. We love going to a place in Australia. I love, I love Australia. I'd much rather mm. have a look right around Australia and everything there is to look at before we head off overseas anywhere. So we found uh, Hamilton Island a few years ago and we just love it, you know, every year. And there's a little chapel there. And uh, when we were sort of planning last year's holiday, which never happened because <laughs> of, of obvious reasons, COVID. Well, I'm still waiting for the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, we sort of, uh, I said, we talked about, just doing a family thing over there and having the three boys as the groomsmen and Sienna, our daughter, as the matron of honour and, and just doing a family thing while we're there, you know. So it was just a bit of a throwaway idea, just a nice little – get some nice photos and that sort of thing, a nice little family moment while we're away together. And 
And then obviously we couldn't go there last year. And then this year we came around and, and I, I'm not we're not great on present buying for each other, you know yeah. what I mean? We're sort of – which is great because <laughs> I'm the worst shopper in the world. <laughs> so, so am I. I like that comment. I'm yeah. going to play that to Karen for uh, sure. Absolutely. You know, just let them buy them for themselves, mate. <laughs> no, so uh, I did a uh, Christmas party for a couple, of, a couple of years in a row at a mate's uh, – for his mate's jewellery store in Newcastle. And um, I said, oh, look – have you got a really nice ring that I can um, I can trick Ross? I want to yeah, just get you to give it to her to, to wear on the night, you know, just to show off the jewellery store. And at the end of the night, I'll yeah. I'll just grab her up on stage and say, I've yeah. actually I bought this for you, you know. So yeah. he went, yeah, no worries. And he, he was right into it and loved it. He's just such a great, a great, great jeweller. He's been doing dealing with jewellery since he's yeah. like 14. He's, he, he sort of did all the all the legwork to his dad's. His dad invented right. a locket. A, a lock for a locket that was revolutionary. Oh, okay. And they did a patent, and he was handling all the like ringing in all the uh, distributors in yeah, the US yeah, and all yeah. that since he was like fourteen. So, if there was ever a man to be a jeweler, this guy's him, you yeah. know. So uh, <laughs> he was quite excited by the idea. And then, so when I got Ross back up there, I thought, oh, well, we might as well make it official because we talked about it anyway. So yeah. I said, oh, and I got that ring for you. Ask if you'd marry me again, sort of thing. So, you know, I don't think I think. She didn't say yes at the time. <laughs> Straight away, I think she did, she did a little while later, but that was a, I caught her off guard, which is which give her a bit of a surprise, which is cool. So, well, when I proposed to um, Karen, I, I pulled the box out, and she said yes before I even opened the box. I thought, geez, I could have still <laughs> given the box. He could have had a Fruit Loop in there. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, mate, you must be doing something right then, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a great story. They're goodwill stories, mate. There's, there's not enough of them out there these days. Well, you've um, you've moved down sort of the country uh, yeah. recently, and yep. you know you've got some like, horses and and everything yep. down there, and mate, everyone uh, yeah thinks I'm, I I work at the beach. How great it is at the beach yeah, yeah, and now yeah. all my life and everything, but they don't see that, that Karen's got a horse up at uh, Terry Hills. Yeah, so every weekend I'm up there with her and I'm shoveling shit. So, <laughs> What's it like down there on a farm? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's shovel a bit of shit down there too, mate. Don't worry about that. No, mate, it's it's been really good. We got out there in about May last year, so it was sort of I had you know, no work for the rest, of, well, majority of the rest of the year, sort of thing. And, and instead of just sort of being locked inside like we would have been at the residential place we're at in in the Shire, there we because oh, I grew up on a farm, so. We were trying to trying to buy chooks and sheep, and well, I'll tell you what, but it was like after toilet paper, the next <laughs> next thing everyone was binging on was chooks. Yeah, you couldn't buy a chook to save your life. Absolutely, there was nobody had chooks anywhere down the Southern Highlands. We went to all the rural stores. Nah, we're out of chooks. Yeah. I'm going like, what's this? Every man their dogs buying Bought chooks. chooks. So, yeah, <laughs> I was bought. End up buying a couple of these purebreds, and they're nearly worth more than my sheep. <laughs> I'm going, hang on, you can only get one feed out of a chook from memory, and get a few out of a sheep. So. <laughs> but it was really good. We um, we really enjoyed it, especially with the little bloke. We got him a little John Deere tractor, a um, little electric one, you know, and he's just – it's the best money we've ever spent, you know. Yeah. He's, he's sort of that little now. We walk up and down the back a few times and, and he ends up knocking up so you've got to carry him, you know. But right. now he's got his little tractor. He's, he beats you up there and he's got a little trailer <laughs> and carries the, the feed for the sheep and the chooks and that. It's it's just a, a great little uh, setup, you know, for, for a little kid um, yeah. growing up like that, you know. Open open spaces and room yeah. to move and well, it's and, great uh, for kids because you, you you can't get that in Sydney anymore. Growing no up. no it, absolutely yeah it, it's just impossible yeah um, yeah. But, yeah that it, it's fantastic. Well, even another thing with the, with the older boys, you know, like growing up in the farm, every afternoon when we'd knock off, we'd sort of end up having to kick 
outside the, the house, yeah. you know, um, just with the footy. My brothers and I and my uncles and all that, we'd all yeah. be out there and have a bit of a kick and then we'd jump and head back into town or whatever. Yeah. Since we've been out there, the older boys and I have been uh, having a kick, you know, just in the yard and, yeah. spend, and we wouldn't have that room to do that unless yeah. you're in the middle of the road sort of thing yeah. in the residential area. So that just as a tiny little benefit has, has, has uh, been something I've really noticed. It's been a lot of fun and, and their, their skills have, have, you know, really benefited from, yeah. from just that competition with each other, trying yeah. to outmark each other and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It didn't help me much. I'd, I'd blew my knee out again <laughs> trying, to, trying to kick it to him. So I'm back in looking like I needed another Rico from having a kick. So it didn't work out so well for me, but it's great for them. It's great for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the, uh, the other thing... You've obviously been to the beach over the over the yeah. years, mate. Have you ever been caught in a rip, or is there any yeah, story no, down there around the beaches? No, um, yeah, one time I think my dad, my dad and my brother were there one time. The bloke was struggling a little bit, so dad sort of went to give him a hand, and and then dad got in trouble too. And my brother was going out on his way out there too, and dad sort of said, you know, stay. Get back because I'm in trouble here. And then a fella come, young bloke come across his surfboard and said, You're right, I'll follow dad. Dad nearly shoved him straight up <laughs> the surfboard because he was in real trouble, yeah. I think, and starting to really gasp. Yep. And dad jumped on the surfboard and paddled in and he said, The young bloke was beat me in there. <laughs> <laughs> he said, So they could swim, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he was just amazed at that how powerless he felt yep. in there, you know. And, and a couple of times down at the Cronulla there, I was just. You get out of that that part where it's, it's just too deep to touch the bottom, yep. then you you get hammered by the waves. Because yep. I mate, I grew up swimming in rivers and yep. stuff like that. You know yep. what I mean? Like we, there were da- and dams. dams. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're spiking yeah. your feet on the sheep skulls at yeah. the, <laughs> the bottom of the mud. Um, so the the whole concept of of current and and just repetition of, the, of waves. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if you're just that bit too high, you get pummeled and rolled, yeah. and then yeah. you know, and then you just put your head up and you and you're out of breath again. I just got back in there uh, last summer. And I went, I've got, because it was taking me out, and I went, I've got one chance at this, and yeah. I was out of breath by that stage, and I just put my head down and just went as hard as I could, and yeah. it absolutely exhausted myself, but just got in far enough to dig yeah. some toes into the sand, yeah. and then I could push myself and walk back in yeah. and get the rest of the way back in. I walked back in and try and make out everything's all cool, and I'm going, <laughs> 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 like that, and I said to, I said to the missile, I went, oh, and he fucking drowned there, I tell you. It was crazy scared, absolute crap out of me. Yeah, it happens quick, and... um. <clears throat> But we've got a campaign now that, that floating. So if you float with a rip, 90% of the time we'll pull you across onto the sandbank where you can stand up or, where, yeah, or right. push you to where the waves are. Yep. So we're trying to get that out there now. And, and so like you said, you, you're swimming and then you get, you're get you physically exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and what happens to people is they get, you know, they might have 50 strokes, 100 strokes before, then that's that's about as far as they can go. Yep. Yep. And if you're not standing up, and like you, you, you were right. saying, yeah. if, you, if you were kept swimming and got to that point, yep. And hadn't stood up you're on the exhausted, sand, but you're yeah. exhausted, yeah. and that's when you just sink. They call it the, like that's the silent drowning because you can't yeah. even yell out to. No, you're no, just that exhausted. yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. no, that sounds great. That's something we uh, we try to do and get out there that the, mm. the floating so just float, float to survive. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. Well, it makes so much sense, yeah. mate, because because you just you you know burning every bit of energy you got yeah. and going against the tide, sort of thing. You know, yeah. so it's totally probably thinking about it rationally. Yeah. Is the stupidest thing to do in the world trying to go against it, you yeah, know what I mean? Because right, you yeah. you're not moving forward and you're just exhausting yourself. Yeah, so you're yeah. better off just floating with it, getting out around the corner a bit, yeah. and then, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I was trying, I was going, I was getting further away from the beach, going, I've got to be over there. <laughs> so I'll keep that in mind for next yeah, time. Next time, sure. just float. Yeah. <laughs> just float, absolutely. <laughs> Mate, one uh, last thing. What does the beach mean to you? And the other thing. <clears throat> 
has the beach ever triggered something to write a song? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, because we lived in the Shire for probably 15 years, and like I said, I, I grew up um, in, in dry country. You know? well, I mean, I wasn't even a, a river kid because we were 50 k's or 40 k's from, from the right. river. So, like, uh, we'd swim in dams and stuff like that, you know. And, and then as I got older, we did fishing in that in the river and swimming in the river and stuff yep. like that. And then a bit of water skiing and things like that. But um, we're, we're totally not ever a, a, a beachy type person. Yep. My brother won't even – he won't even have a bath when he's in Sydney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's too scared of the shark swimming up the plugger. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a – he says, he just sits on the sand. He goes, I don't go into their territory and they don't come under mine. So, uh, <laughs> That's a fair deal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I sort of – but but towards the end of um, – before we moved out on the acreage here, yeah, I, I did really uh, – was starting to get a real calming effect. Especially on rainy days, because I, I really love rainy days. Because for me, growing up on the farm, it, it represents you know new life and 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 hope. Yep. Um, rain, and I think you know because obviously your crops can't grow without without rain, and yep. your garden won't grow without rain, your grass won't grow without rain. So when it rains for me, I I, I sort of have a big smile on my face yep. and, and a bit of a skip my step, you know. So yeah. I think to uh, to to sort of just watch the waves come in and and the rain. And the and the storms coming over mm. the over the water it just had a really soothing effect. Yeah. For me, um, I could be sort of struggling with with whatever's going on at the time, but I'd go and sit up there and and just sit, sit in the car or sit in the bottom of the car, just on the wall there at Cronulla, and watch the yeah. watch the water the yeah. waves come in. It was just something really. I, I always felt better yeah. after it, so I really started to pick up on that while we we're there. Yeah. So I think you know that uh, time living near the water like that sort of has definitely changed me opinion of the water and thoughts yeah. about the water i really i really like having that um that mix now mm. like uh, well, last weekend we did a gig up in bribey island and and yeah. uh and we're up at the sunshine coast at um up there somewhere we yeah. are, i can't bloody remember but i was right in the beach you know yeah. and it was yeah. just great to go out there and watch the waves yeah. and and be near the water again you know because we've sort of been out there for for nearly oh since may last year and you sort of don't see a lot of the water, and that obviously out there, even though it's not that far away, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a, a Picton Road, and you're nearly there. But if you don't go up there, you don't have to go up there. You don't go up there, sort of thing. So um, it was really nice to get um, up the up the Sunshine Coast there, and, and you know, and have a swim and yeah. and get in, in in amongst the water again. So I definitely think it's it's impacted me in a positive way for oh, sure. That's good, mate. We might uh, get you to write the new. Um Theme song for Bondi Rescue. Oh, yeah. We'll get rid of Thirsty Merc. They've yeah. been around for 16 years. <laughs> yeah, and we'll bring in for the new one. <laughs> they done all right. Yeah, great song that one too, mate. I'll tell you, nothing, nothing suits the show better than that one, I'll tell you. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, just the, the feeling it gives you and that there's definitely, yeah. you know, the, if you went in and asked our songwriters, you know, over the years, there'd, there'd be so many songs written about yeah. the surf, you yeah. know what I mean, about yeah. that, very, that very same feeling that uh, I was just talking yeah. about, I'll tell yeah. you, yeah. No, that's great, mate. Uh, Nolsey, it's been fantastic having you in the beach shack. And, Thanks, uh, bud. Mate, uh, hopefully uh, the year picks up and yeah. you've got plenty of gigs. We'll be right, mate. Thanks, I appreciate Cheers, it, mate. buddy. Cheers, mate. It was great to have Shannon Noel in the beach shack. For your chance to have Shannon rock out at your wedding, head to www.winmysinger.com before the 31st of March. Thanks to Simon Kerwood Jewelers. All the details will be in the show notes. Moving on now to Beach Banter, we have Reedy in the Beach Shack and we're going to chat about our trip to Europe back in the days when you could travel. Hey, Reedy, mate. Welcome to the Beach Shack. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's... uh 
Yeah, it's a bloody beautiful day again down here at Bondi. Mate, the view never changes. <laughs> never changes. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. Drunken well, Irish backpackers. Yeah, mate. Well, we're talking about Irish uh, backpackers. I remember the uh, trip we did over through Europe and uh, who got a few sto- we got a few stories there. <laughs> who would have thought four lifeguards could fly first class to the UK <laughs> and, uh, and have some fun? Didn't we have some fun? Probably... One of my favourite stories from that trip was uh, obviously we went to the UK and then we spent a little bit of time in Sweden where we lifeguarded for a week at Gotland Island and then on the other side of Sweden in Tillerson. Yeah. Gons was with us. We had Gons. We, we had, had Gons uh, and Maxi. Maxi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, don't I think know. one of your mates tagged along somewhere, was it? Yeah, Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Cowboy came. Corey? Corey, yeah. I don't know if yeah Corey was there because when we went to see Roxette and he uh, he was too tight to pay for the ticket so he sat outside oh, with right. his girlfriend yeah and listened to it over the fence <laughs> listened to it over the fence <laughs> oh Johnny moth moth wallet but uh, no nah, I'll never forget when we uh, the first time we were showering in the communal showers in, for the, with the lifeguards over there in Sweden <laughs> and it was the first time we all walk in and there was a couple of girl lifeguards and couple of guy lifeguards and they've got a communal shower like we used to have down there at Bondi and they're very liberal down there they just get in in the raw no problems and we normally do in the men's change room but they yeah. they have combined men's and women and there were two of the Swedish girls and they, they were very unattended to downstairs <laughs> and they've just stormed on in and there's Troy the like, and we thought I oh, went in Rome I'm pretty sure you me and me and Maxi went nerd and yeah. there was Troy wasn't having a bar of it Troy put his sports <laughs> shorts on and he's standing there and the look on his face as he's looking at this girl <laughs> with the hairiest bush you've ever seen and she's just staring she said Troy why do you have your shorts on? <laughs> and I think we all gave him a hard time about having a small pecker, but there was no way he was taking his shorts off. Oh, I remember that was, it was I, I just didn't know what was happening. I was in there and <laughs> just having a shower. I think like we do, you know, here yeah. at, at Bondi. Yeah. And the next thing you know, yeah, the girls have got nothing on and <laughs> I'm looking around thinking maybe I'm in the wrong shower here or what's happening, you know? And I remember though, then I thought, oh, I'll go and have a, uh, so I put the boardies on later. I'll, I'll go and have, jump in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I jumped in there, same thing. Same the thing. The girls are in there, they're in the nude just sitting back. <laughs> and I just, you know, you just don't know where to look. Yeah, you don't. And, 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 and even when they, you know, like we're, I don't know about you, Bruce, but I'm used to <laughs> the ladies I date being quite well manicured downstairs and this girl wasn't, it was yeah, it was interesting, and yeah, oh, you, you used to date yeah. supermodels, mate. So, of yeah, course, it's a different level. You know that, Bruce. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but it was uh, great. No, it was uh, what a trip that was, and uh, an eye opener. Well, that's it was a great education, and I think Gonzo mm. was only young as well. So yeah, yeah, it was he, a good uh, education for him. He would have probably been only like a very early twenties, if yeah, not if, even if nineteen. That, he might have been nineteen twenty. Yeah. yeah, and we did. We also did some training with the helicopter crew over there. We uh, they yeah. dropped. Remember they dropped us That's in right. the Baltic Sea at eleven degrees, and we That's were thinking, right. oh, geez, we won't have much Baltic going on downstairs. <laughs> Mine were quite small, mate. But uh, <laughs> I remember floating out there. Remember they dropped us, and the boat took off. Yeah, and the whole what five of us were just floating around. And they said, oh, the helicopter will be here soon. And then we were floating. There was nothing. There was no land. I wasn't 100% sure no the helicopter, helicopter was coming yeah, back. I thought they have stitched us up. We couldn't understand any of the language they're talking about. We're just floating around this Baltic Sea. Not a word. But, nah, mate, that was a great trip. I actually think, you know what, I reckon if you search deep enough, I think the blog I did for that trip, was it would still be live and there'd be some great videos on there of, of us all out. Yeah, in, floating in the Baltic Sea. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a great trip. <laughs> great trip. <laughs> Thanks, mate, for coming in. No worries. My pleasure. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to subscribe to Life's a Beach wherever you get your podcasts and hit us up with questions, comments, or follow us on our social media channels, which you can find in our show notes. That's it for today, beach fans. Stay safe and swim between the flags.